This is East Carolina Hall of Famer and Utah Jazz first-round draft pick Blue Edwards. You're listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime on the Sports Objective, your home for the best East Carolina hoops coverage. Welcome in to Pirate Basketball Overtime right here on the Sports Objective. The Pirates get it done, ladies and gentlemen, in overtime, 88-80 to 80 over Tulane, the Green Wave. And you have the overtime right here. I tell you what, so excited uh, about that big victory. What a what a team that we have for the Pirates. Uh, I don't know if the cardiac Pirates would be the right thing, but, man, I, I definitely need to uh, get my blood pressure medicine. Maybe I should get a higher dose. I have to talk to the doctor tomorrow if he can call it into my local pharmacy. With us right now, Bubba Rosenbaum. I think he's been kicked out of the house. What's up, dude? Have not been kicked out of the house. Um, what happened, you know, Riley had practice from 7 to 8, and it was such a good game. I was watching it on my phone. I didn't want to miss any of it, so I sat there in the parking lot at the school and watched the second half as well as all of overtime, and you know, got a couple phone calls wondering where I was, but uh, I wasn't going anywhere, and I'm glad I didn't. What a what a finish, Tristan Newton knocking down clutch shot after clutch shot, and I know we'll talk a lot more about his performance here in a minute. No doubt. Speaking of clutch, we have uh, uh, somebody that was clutch for the Pirates in the '90s, a linebacker for ECU under Coach Logan, a man that loves uh, sports. He loves his Knicks and he loves his ECU basketball Pirates. Matt. Semenza, what's up, man? No doubt. What's going on, guys? Yeah, that was a uh, exciting game to watch. Um, when Tulane made the big three in regulation, I'm thinking to myself, here we go again. And then, uh, obviously, Tristan Newton comes back and just just clutch, you know, without any hesitation, just right in rhythm. He just drilled that three to put it into overtime. So that was just fun to watch. So uh, excited to be here. So, you know, it's funny. I'll tell you is- what, guys. Very quickly, guys, there uh, after Tristan Newton's clutch three that tied it, I, I tell you, when uh, Cross shot that ball from just beyond the free throw line or maybe just inside the three-point line straight out, uh, <laughs> talk about all the way all the way down and out. Uh, I had already puked and uh, was starting to clean it up, and, uh, and then all of a sudden we're going to overtime. I couldn't breathe. Honestly, guys, that – what was that, like five or six seconds? I mean, it felt like forever. Like, you know, like when you see like these movies, Hoosiers is one of the best sports movies. But, you know, like one of these movies where you see the slow motion and the ball is going around the rim and it's going around the rim. I mean, how many times that thing go around the world? I mean, it seemed like it went like three times. I don't know. but And then and it was odd the way that that ball not to spend like all the time dissecting it. But that was so weird the way that ball came out and then back. Like yeah. it just seemed uh, way different than what normally when you're watching. I was like, that is, <laughs> the basketball uh, rim was not kind. That's the understatement of the century. But it was like the basketball god said, you're going to stay undefeated at home. And, <laughs> and uh, wow. And then the, I think the thing that uh, we have to work on. Uh, is certainly the common theme we've seen so many times is Semenza. I'm going to blame him because he's the one that was smart enough to point it out first, was the fact that you brought up the fact that, that we go cold in these games. We can't uh, – we want to do well in the conference and even be a middle-of-the-pack team like I believe we are. We're not number 11. Um, we're not the 11th best team. I, I really believe that we're – I would say, to be fair, I think we're 6th or 7th. And the conference is where we're going to end up is my, what I've said all along. But if we're going to be middle of the pack, middle of the road kind of team, you can't, that this is a game we needed tonight. And I'm not, and I'm glad it worked out. I'm not going to be one of the negative Nelly, Debbie Downer. But one thing that drives me so crazy is how can this team get a lead a game after game after game? 
how can we get a lead? And then all of a sudden we, we have a drought like several minutes. I mean, I mean, Tulane, you just can't do that to an opponent to let them go several minutes without where we're not scoring. Yeah, we have so many inconsistent um, possessions. I mean, just like you saw, you saw it in multiple games. You saw it against Davidson. You saw it against Liberty. Um, that game against Liberty, we had a 10-point lead, and we just – we had probably four or five possessions, uh, many of which we didn't even get a get a shot. And the same thing started happening tonight. Uh, you talk about going cold, Dave. I think with just over four minutes, maybe 4.15 or something left in the first half, it was 41-26. Yeah, we had, we had a 15-point lead. And then you looked up there uh, with five, six minutes to go in the game. So what, about the next 20 minutes, we had literally scored about a point a minute because, I mean, it, it oh, was yeah. crazy how crazy how cold we had gone. We we'd scored 41 points in less than 16 minutes, and then we scored yeah. about 14, 14 points in the next 16 minutes. Yeah, and you know, it's a, basketball is such a game of runs, and and it seems like sometimes when when we get a big lead and the other team goes on their run, we sort of cave. But tonight, what I liked is we went down. Tulane made a huge run there uh, with about six minutes left. I think they went up five points, and we were able to rally back and take the lead pretty quickly, which is an, a good sign to see. So we were able to we were able to take the run. And then hit back and take the lead back quickly. So that that's definitely a good sign. But uh, I agree with you, Dave. It's uh, got to find a way to just be, you know, more consistent throughout the course of the entire game. And guys, uh, picking up this was really big for me because uh, all three of us are huge ECU basketball fans, or we wouldn't do the overtime. The only place you can get coverage, by the way, if you're a basketball fan. Uh, post game is right here with us on the sports objective and Matt and Bubba the the thing that uh, for me is that we already have win number 10 and I'm not saying 10 wins is like you know like we need to like have a parade for <laughs> pirate basketball but the point of the season that we're in right now to have 10 wins you're 9 and 0 at home you're looking at those three games like it really the thing that I'm happy about is number one, we're not getting those ugly losses, Matt. Like, how about this? For those of you that want to fire Dooley, for those of you that don't think he's done enough, I've got a, a, a team that Matt knows about. How about let's try Central Connecticut State a few years ago? You want to, let's talk about those ugly losses. We could do a whole series, a podcast on ugly losses this uh, program's had over the years. And you have a coach who inherited a mess, and we're not going to spend on, you know, all that. But I'm just really proud of uh, where we are, 10-3. and three. We have, uh, hopefully, that was only COVID calls we have. But uh, we're looking at now, Bubba, we were talking pre-show in the green room. We have a chance that we could actually have a winning season. I really believe that the ceiling for this team, you guys, and it's premature to talk about, but I want to go ahead and say it early because I don't want to be that guy to say, yeah, I, I really thought we were going to make that. I really believe that we have a shot. I said a shot. It may not happen, but to make the NIT, I really do. I think uh, it but, – but going back to what we're talking about, we're not going to make the NIT um, and have a deep run in the tournament uh, for the AAC if you have these droughts. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Um, Tulane – and you know, um, obviously, I'm happy for my Pirates, but you got to feel bad for if you're a basketball fan and uh, our good friend Corey Glore. I want to win the game tonight, obviously, but think about Tulane, man. They've had some close ball games, some real close ball games, and they're uh, you have to give them credit tonight for uh, for fighting hard. They played very well, and you know what's great is when you can watch a basketball game like tonight. And I don't care what anybody says. American is a great league. I watch a lot of games on ESPN Plus that are non that are American games or non ECU games, and they're very entertaining. And I and I'm not getting paid by the league to say that. But here's another example tonight. Think about it. Even if you were not an ECU or Tulane fan, and you're like me and you're looking for a ball game to watch, what a great game! What a nail biter! 
Absolutely. And uh, it was a little reminiscent, Bubba, a little reminiscent there. The last play of regulation, the, the, the oh. long throw down the court, a little reminiscent of Christian Leitner, where yeah. uh, it was a perfect throw, right? Perfect throw, catch catch the ball a little over the uh, free throw line. Um, I was a little surprised we didn't try to front that because we almost made it was such a almost like an easy throw where he just caught it, turned around and, and got the shot off. Um and, you know, just a crazy ending, like Dave said, the way that ball spun around the rim and ultimately <laughs> fell out. I've never seen a ball spin like that before, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, uh, just a, just a uh, unbelievable finish. And a great point, guys, made by Reed Lowe. Some, it's very easy for this to get overshadowed with what Tristan Newton did down. Makes a, make no mistake about it. Um, he, you know, he did um, largely – um, put the team on its back with some of those shots he knocked down. But, yeah, even though you had guys like Vance Jackson and J.J. Miles who who really cooled off in the second half, they, they played excellent in the first 20 minutes. And you finish with the entire starting five in double figures. And then 32 made field goals for the game, 25 assists, which is just unbelievably good. That's a really great stat, Bubba. And I I tell you what, the uh, the the thing for me – that that you look at is the amount of another thing that uh, we'll go back to and I say about every every time, but I'm gonna say it again. Last year, so much of the offense was geared towards Jaden Gardner, and the thing that I'm really happy about tonight and all these games is we're getting so much of our points are spread around. And and what's great about how many point how many guys Bubba was in double figures tonight was it five? I think it was five, I believe. Yeah. And before you'd have one or two, you maybe have three, but to have five guys in double figure. If you had told me tonight, obviously I thought we were going to win the game. I knew it would be close. But but if you told me that Kristen, uh, Tristan Newton rather had 32 points and we have five guys in double figures, that is that to me is very impressive because 32 points normally would be that he's the only guy scoring, or maybe two guys, three guys. But that is, to me, winning basketball. That means that um, they have to guard more than Tristan Newton. I mean, I could go on and on about how many of that. But um, And uh, by the way, uh, Pays, we can get you on here tonight if you want to be a guest host. Come on. We can get you on. He says, I need to be a guest host on this. We can get you. You can come right on. We can uh, give you the uh, – yeah, but anyway, uh, love to have him on, especially his uh, – him and Kyle will be great together. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle is actually sleeping right now, I'm sure, so he couldn't make it tonight. It's past his bedtime. But um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And if, To your point, though, uh, Dave, you know, it's it's we're such a perimeter-based team. Not yeah. having a true, you know, post-presence on the low block so much of what we do in the half court comes down to great ball movement. And then, you know, ultimately hitting our threes. Like if, if we're hitting our threes, we're a team that can be very dangerous. When we go through those cold stretches, the shots simply aren't falling. Um, and without having like a true post presence to dump the ball down low, it can be very difficult. But one thing I see from this team that I think they look a lot more um, disciplined in the half court set. This year, they look more comfortable. I think the ball moves. Uh, it doesn't stick. And like you said, when you have three or four guys that can knock down shots from the perimeter as opposed to just being reliant on one guy, it makes all the difference. No doubt. And I don't want to disrespect. I'm not anti-Gardner. The point I'm making is, and good for him, you know, um, he had a choice to make um, being uh, a kid. But what I'm saying is that everybody was – Gloom and doom, you know, Gardner's leaving. Here we go again, another guy transferring. And I told people, this isn't the end of the world. If you know Joe, that just t shows you how great of a coach Joe Dooley is. He made adjustments. He brought guys in. Some guys didn't stay in the program. I know there's some people that have been critical of that. But you know what? Joe Dooley is, uh, cares about ECU, and he wants to win more than anybody on this planet. And as somebody like all three of us are on this show and all the folks watching and listening right now that are competitors, 
uh, if you're a competitor, you know, Joe Dooley was saying, people ask uh, him how he felt about being nine and three. He said he wanted to be 12 and 0. And uh, just like tonight, he would rather be 13 and 0. That's the kind of coach you want to have. Yes, we're happy uh, that we're 10 and 3, but overall, we could be 12 and 1 or 13 and 0 right now. And that's sure. a. I mean, that's when, I mean, I, no, when you have when you're competitive essentially every time out, like we've been this year, I mean, because our three losses, um, each of those three games were within two possessions in the final four minutes of the game, even that Liberty game, which we ended up losing yeah. by double figures um, when they pulled away down the stretch. But uh, no, I mean, the product on the court. It's what we've wanted for a long, long time. This is the best team that we've had since that 2012-2013 yes. season when yeah. we won the CIT. And um, kind of leading into Josh Thomas's comment, um, he said, I, I don't know what it's going to take, but we've got to find a way to pack out Menjis. If fans wanted wins, well, by God, they are getting them. No doubt about it, Josh. And, heck, I'm sure we want to sell out. And then uh, hopefully it will progress to that point. But um, and I know that these are different times in terms of everything going on with um, the variants, et cetera. And, um, you know, some people were at home sick, but in who am I to judge those people and to each their own? Uh, they have to do what they feel is in their best interest and their family's best interest. But I'm talking to those people who you know, who want East Carolina athletics to be successful. And that's not why they're staying home. It's just apathy toward our basketball program because we've been so bad for so long. Well, guess what? Now we're not. Uh, we need to support this product. And, you know, when we when you have a game like tonight, uh, maybe that run doesn't get as bad uh, and we can kind of stem the tide a little bit easier if you have just – you know, four, four and a half, five thousand legitimate um, bodies in the seats there in Menjis because, as we've all seen uh, down through the years, it doesn't have to be a full house for it to be a rowdy atmosphere. No question about it, and that's the thing that drives me crazy is that my both my kids had basketball practice tonight at six, and I live forty five minutes away. By the time I get there, um, it's going to be sometime in the second half. Um, but I love basketball, but more importantly. It's more than that. Even if I didn't like basketball, I would still go support it because it's my school. It's my team. I'm not just a football fan. I, I mean, if we're playing a video games, there's some schools that give um, have scholarships now for video games players. If we're watching guys for ECU play Madden against, I don't know, against UNC or State, I would be there in support of them or I'd watch them on YouTube or wherever they would be broadcasting from. Um, that's how much I love my school. So the fact that we have, um, you know, Dooley said when he first came here that he was going to, have to put a winning product on the on the court. Well, we have a winning product on the court, and we did last year, and he's finally turning things around. And you know, I don't I don't know what certain people expect. You know, if this were uh, one of the blue bloods as far as basketball, and we were ten and three, then you could understand why the fans will be mad and you know, not going to games like, oh, my God, here we go again. We're losing another game. But, <laughs> um, again, Bubba, I appreciate you very much for bringing that up. And Josh Thomas and Matt and I were like, and, and Matt has a great excuse. He's only in, I don't know, neighboring Connecticut. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, way away. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's so sad, and this is going to sound cold, and I don't mean it to be this way, but I'm to the point of I don't even think Mr. Beast, Beast having cash there I don't think people would come. I mean, it's so sad that um, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, what do we what what mark would it have to be? Fifteen wins before they're going to come. I mean, I, I don't know what what else is there to do. I mean, I understand church, and I'm and I and obviously I go to church on Wednesday night, and I couldn't tonight because my kids have practice. But and I respect that a lot. But other than that, or maybe what we've gone through, or you live in several hundred miles away like Matt does, uh, what excuse do you have not to go to a game? I mean, you could be in Greenville, North Carolina. It's great entertainment. It's very reasonable, very cheap entertainment. Um, and and we have to give uh, Gilbert and Ryan Robinson, everybody there at ECU credit 
before having those cheap tickets they had. That was a great promotion, like eight dollars. I don't think it is now, but um. Anyway, I just uh, I just yeah, that, that's really hard for me. A couple comments here on uh, YouTube as well as Facebook that I want to go ahead and get to. Mark Calloway, appreciate yeah. you as always, Mark, uh, chiming in on YouTube. Hi, Mark. And he says, I have a lot of my customers that have had COVID and didn't feel well at all. Just saying, hey, that is a big. I'm I'm not talking about those individuals, Mark. No. I, I'm just I'm just talking about the ones who are, and the reason I say it's not just strictly COVID. Yes, um, you would expect that to dampen the crowd some, but not to the extent that the crowd was tonight. I mean, it's been largely that way all year with the exception of maybe one or two games where we had a legit 4,000 or so there. That's the reason I say that because I've seen it all far too often. And it. I'm not one to talk about myself, and I'm definitely not the only one that does this. You, you see um, Dave from Chesapeake. He's driving down uh, a couple hours or whatever it is, spending four hours in the car, and people from the western part of the state, six and seven hours in the car, and then yet people here in the you know within an hour radius of people that say they love the Pirates but won't get off their butt and get into Minji's and do their best to to make a difference for this basketball team. And it just really, really ticks me off. I told myself I wasn't going to say a whole lot about it because I want to, I want to dwell on the, the positive and the, the victory tonight, but, but it was just such a sore spot with me. I had to bring it up at least a little. I got an idea. I got an idea. This is, this is, <laughs> um, schools don't do this. Fans don't do it. But I, I think the way that we can get people to Menji's, I really do it. I, <laughs> I know I'm being uh, tongue in cheek here, but I really think we could do a tailgate. Can we do a basketball tailgate? I know that sounds like a lame idea, but no. we love to party. No, if we have, if you have good weather, that doesn't sound sound like a lame idea at all. And you know, forget the weather. Make use of that uh, twelve million dollar basketball practice facility or whatever. Uh, you know, all you have to do is put. Uh, you've had that used before for high level donors if it's not being used for that now you know find some indoor facility to have a student tailgate and like b pay yeah. says here yeah. uh, you know give this give the students a slice of pizza and a free drink i mean you have to spend money to make money and it's well worth it to spend and who knows maybe you get it contributed by your sponsors be it pizza hut or Domino's or whoever but yeah. Even if you do have to spend the money, then it's money well spent if you get the students hooked on basketball. Because tonight, uh, classes uh, classes do start tomorrow, according to what one of our viewers chimed in and said. So maybe a lot of them uh, were back in town. So, but um, yeah, hope, hopefully they'll see highlights of tonight's performance of Tristan Newton, especially in just the way yeah. this team is not and know at home and get out there the next time. Uh, I think the next home game is January 15th against Memphis. And we need a big crowd because Memphis is extremely talented. Yeah. And you know, the great thing about our campus is that everything's so close. I mean, you know, you can get to the, to, to Minji's in, in, you know, 10 minutes, really, no matter yeah. where you are on campus, it's a great campus like that, the way it's condensed. You know, you have campuses like Rutgers, for example. It can take 45 minutes and two buses to get from one end of campus to the other. And that's not that's not an exaggeration. That's actually true. So, you know, from a student's perspective, you, you definitely want to see, uh, you know, more student turnout. So hopefully that changes throughout the course of the season. Um, you know, but uh, but yeah, I mean, certainly Tristan Newton. I mean, you know, it's fun to see when a guy gets a hot hand like that. And he was just oh, yeah. he just he was just unconscious. And um it was fun to see. And, you know, it's funny when you watch, he's such a crafty player. Everything looks so almost effortless for him. Um, you know, he, like I said earlier, he, on his, even on his jump shot, he doesn't jump incredibly high. It, it's, it, it almost looks more like a set shot, but he's just a smooth player. He's crafty. He knows how to create space. Um, and he's just an effortless scorer. Uh, and it was just fun to watch uh, him, him heat up like that tonight. And um, a huge win. I mean, at home, you know, a conference game like that at home against a team that, you know, you're a one point favorite. You have to get that win. 
you absolutely have to get that win, and and they did it. Yeah, uh, Tulane uh, coming off that big eight point win at Cincinnati, where they led by twenty six, and uh, their big three, you know, Forbes, Cook, and Cross, um, they lived up to their hype. Uh, they they were very good tonight, all three of them, and they had some other quality players as well. Um, really like Ron Hunter as a coach, and you know, to the Pirates' credit, they they uh, really stepped up in the clutch when they needed to, when things looked pretty bleak. Can I? Can I? I got. I got to say something about Ron Hunter, guys. I got to say something. Great coach, <laughs> love Ron Hunter, but that sideline attire, man. Wow, <laughs> got to do something about that sideline attire. I mean, <laughs> are you guys with me on that or no? Oh yeah, I mean, it's a little oh, no, casual. No. A little casual for me. It, oh yeah, and and all coaches, uh, I, I'm with you, um, because even though pretty much all coaches around the country these last couple years uh, have gone casual, uh, he, he took it to another level for sure. Uh, it's kind of a sloppy casual, but <laughs> yeah, it was. I was sitting there with my my 12 year old son, and he said, "Is that the coach?" Dressed a yeah. little casual, but he is he is an excellent coach. I really like uh, watching him. You know, he's fun to watch. When that shot at the end rimmed out, you could see the frustration. I mean, he he was beside himself because he thought that was going to drop, and he thought he was about to get out of there with a W. So uh, he's a fun guy. To, well, excellent coach. He's, he's, he's done a lot of great things at, at Georgia State years ago, and uh, but we got to work on that sideline shirt. Yeah, and um... – <laughs> And also, uh, Mark Calloway chimed in saying, how many does Williams Arena Minji's call and see him seat? The number you see posted, it says capacity 8,000. I really think that that's, uh, you know, kind of a, a fire marshal number. And the reason I say that is because I've been in Minji's when it was packed to the rafters and literally people sitting in the aisles and standing and the largest crowd as far as uh, in the record books is I think 7,700 and some. So that's the reason I say that about that 8,000. I think it's more like 7,500 as far as actual seats. I love the comments that are – keep those comments coming uh, between Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, we appreciate it very much if you want to chime in tonight. In fact, I love uh, – <laughs> I love them all. Um, but I, I tell you what, the uh, we'll take the – those rowdy crowds and maybe uh, maybe it takes, you know, the Saturday afternoon. I think that next game is at four o'clock. Maybe people the Saturday afternoon at four. Let's get a lot of people in there. Let's get a lot of people in there. You know, um, I, we, we need to take Matt Simmons's money, all the money he makes, and um, oh. we'll get a whole bunch of pizza. <laughs> I volunteer Matt. I volunteer <laughs> Matt. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, seriously, like we've even talked about that behind the scenes, Matt, about, you know, maybe we can donate some pizza for, you know, the students have that in there. Because, you know, when you get that lower bowl, um, Bubba and I were at the Charlotte game. I know Alan Thomas was near, we're sitting at our buddy sitting near us. That place was uh, electric. And you have uh, Bubba's dad doing the jungle calls on this hilarious love Gary Rosenbaum. Um, and you had like that game was so exciting, uh, December of 19, and you beat Charlotte. And we have, it seems like we struggle against, you know, Charlotte. But anyway, uh, the very fact that we can beat those teams that we were not beating now, um, the atmosphere, but you get that lower bowl uh, full, and you have, uh, you know, if it's great Pirate fans like us, or you have the, you know, students there, obviously, normally. Um, but you get a place, the lower bowl, and then you get a lot of that, uh, you know, the second level, the upper level, if you will, you get that packed. And it's really, really loud. I mean, uh, the Houston game last year, there's a lot of um, would have been loud if you could have had, you know, fans in there. It's a shame that we beat Houston <laughs> that goes to the final four and uh, we upset them and we don't have the fans. Um, but hey, We've had we've had some great wins over the last few years under Dooley. We've beaten Cincinnati a few years ago. We have the win last year, Houston. Um, but anyway, we've we've just got to keep doing what we're doing, being consistent. And the fans will eventually come. They want a winner. They have a winner in Pirate basketball, so eventually they'll show up. And hopefully, it's on the fifteenth. 
Yeah, the the marketing staff, you know, you know, John Gilbert, Eric Ward, Ryan Robinson, everybody over there, they need to really put the full court press on and from a marketing standpoint over this next, what, week and a half between now and that Memphis game, do everything they can to, uh, to get folks out. You know, I, I'm talking about church youth groups, um, mm-hmm. you know, groups from schools and you know, basketball teams throughout the area, be it, uh, be it AAU teams or, or school teams and doing everything they can to get butts in the seats and create a rowdy atmosphere. I mean, anything, and this is, I think, being generous in my opinion, but, you know, since this is COVID times uh, and it's been so poor up to this point um, with legitimately probably 1,000 to 1,500 bucks in the seats for two or three games, I'll say if anything less than 5,000 for Memphis is not good. I agree. And I, and I did like Pays's idea with the, uh, you know, slice of pizza and maybe a soda. Uh, you know, just trying to be creative to, to, at the very least, get the students to pack the house. No doubt about it. How about Josh Thomas? He says, I'm going to do my part on Twitter to get as many people and Menchies for the 15th as I can. You know, you remember uh, and Bill Harian, you know, he had, uh, Bill had uh, back at that time, was it uh, 15, 20 years ago, whatever now, man, time's flying. But he would do stuff like that. i tell you what we need to do, guys is back in the day when uh, I know Duke does it with Krzyzewski bill, um, but we need to have where kit students pack, you know, the, the, the camping out thing. I think that's a really cool thing. Um, it gets the students involved. I guess it's a creative thing. You could have Joe Dooley or the staff, you know, checking on them, buying some pizza for them. You know, it, it I don't, I think that's, that's where we have right now. There's a, the word that comes to mind that there's a disconnect and um, I guess it's because we don't have the rich tradition like we would like in um, in basketball. But how cool would that be to get tents out there uh, for Joe Dooley, Dooleyville, or we'll have some name for him or something like that. You get the pizzas you have. Maybe you, um, you know, if I were Dooley and I had the money Dooley has, I would be throwing a huge party for the college students, um, like maybe after the year or beginning of the year, something that's one thing. That the only thing I will say about Dooley, I don't like. We need to, to have a not to harp on it, but a midnight madness kind of basketball, some kind of thing that we could put together. You got my brother B Pays. It's awesome. Um, he says hire me as a DJ. Uh, we could have Pays be playing music. You know, at not only the event, but during the the games. But hired you know Pays to do the event. Uh, Bubba, Bubba and I, there's a lot of pirates in Pirate Nation that want to see that event at the beginning of like the kickoff basketball season. And I don't understand why we can't have a big basketball event, uh, maybe bring in, you know, some former pirates to come in there, Gabe Nicholas. You know, there's a whole bunch of guys that would definitely come back. I mean, all kinds of cool things that we could do. Uh, to maybe uh, some famous uh, celebrities that are pirates. There's all kinds of things you could do with that. I don't think we're going to do like Snoop Dogg coming in there uh, with Kansas, but um, we can make an event, and that would be a great fundraiser for the Pirate Basketball Program, where we say, "Hey, I mean, I would pay twenty or thirty. I would pay a good amount uh, to come in and watch, you know, an exhibition game and all the hype." And I mean, you look at a guy like Brian Medor. You look at there's so many great people for social media. You know, they would have some cool videos. Um, but anyway. What I'm trying to say is I think what's missing for me is just the the hype for the program, and it is well-deserved. And I know Dooley is like has a good intentions because he has his mind 100% on the program, but that's one thing we desperately need is to have uh, – there's a lot of great pirates out there that would come that night and support Dooley and maybe even do a basketball banquet where we can raise money for the program, but – Anything like that, I'm just saying to engage the fans is what's missing for me. And B Pays says we, we have to create an atmosphere in Minji's, better yes, music, Pays. giveaways, etc. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree with you, Pays. And you know, you have uh, you have these sponsors who can uh, maybe they provide it to, 
at no charge, you know, for kind of a gift in kind, so to speak, where you, they get Pirate Club credit. And, you know, you have Pirate Club members who are in the uh, promotional items business uh, who can provide these things for you uh, probably at cost or maybe maybe less than that. And you're going to have to, you know, do some of these things. And, and Eric Ward and this staff, they, they've done those things in the past. Um, you had some tremendous giveaways a couple years ago with the, you know, the vintage logos, those vintage marks like the script pirates and the, yeah. the, the pirate from the seventies with the sword in its mouth. Um, and the one like we wore on the helmet to, to end the 2019 season against Tulsa. And those those coasters um, were re really well received, and uh, fortunately, my parents were able to attend that game and pick some up for me. But uh, things like that, um, I think it was what a, a beach towel for the students. That was an excellent idea. I mean, doing that in February, uh, not too long before spring break, um, and also maybe like a Hawaiian shirt. I mean, it's things like that that are that are useful that are. Um, you know, going to get them, get some Yeah. Yeah. How about the? Go ahead. I got an idea for you. We can have the, we can have bowling shirt night because Simenza is a big, big bowling. Oh, <laughs> bowling <yeah. league>. uh, <laughs> no, that was a joke. Actually, I think like ugly sweater, any kind of um, promotion you could have, you know, and have people on social media voting for, you know, the, you know, the ugly sweater, the best ugly sweater, whatever. Um, like one of those December games, you know, there's all kinds of different promotions that you can get the kids there. And, you know, uh, maybe Semenza can give every kid like a 21 and older, like a rum for every student that shows up, man, we would have that whole, the whole place would be packed. You have a, you have that Mr. Beast kind of money anyway, Semenza. So, um, <laughs> Hey, a little, a, a little Captain Morgan's for for all the students. That'll definitely get it going, no doubt I mean, about it. What do you, don't you think? I mean, I don't know how legal that is, but that would get that's the way to get people there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No. Is there like a local, um, seriously, like local breweries? You know, there's different things now that you can sell beer. Um, hey, Bubba, what? Hey, you know how they have the with uh, Kenston, the Down East Wood Ducks? Why don't we have like a thirsty night? Thirsty Thursday, or we could have a, <laughs> a dollar <Thank> beer. <laughs> there you go, Craig. A Bubba Bobblehead night. Uh, I tell you what, Craig, that place would be sold out quick, and uh, they would be selling. And the and what would happen too is they would be getting big money on eBay, selling all yeah. those bobbleheads yeah. of Pirate Nation. I can see that. Yeah, you know, I, said, for, I, I said useful giveaways. <laughs> but uh pay says when i was working in columbia south carolina dawn staley came to the station and talked to us about ideas um obviously the very successful women's basketball coach there yeah. that, uh, that had the has the gamecocks number one in the nation uh, she did a great job on getting the atmosphere there uh, ready for what she wanted for the program no question about it, it. you look and that's the type of thing um, I totally agree with you, B. Pays. And, you know, you know, Joe Dooley, he's been on Pirate Radio 94.3. But, uh, you know, use all those resources to your advantage and do everything you can to, uh, you know, do things that are that – make, make use of all your resources. Yeah. You know, like a half-court shot, you know, <laughs> they have those half-court shots – or for a chance to win a big prize or, you know, they, there's even, uh, they had a, uh, not to digress, but uh, how many of you pays? Do you remember this? And some of the others that are a little bit older, um, they actually had a dude that shot a half court shot, but, um, I think he had, well, they had like that thing where, you know, where you like make a layup and he got down to the half court shot. And I think he was like a half a second or a second late. The buzzer had gone off. And uh, boy, the crowd went. I mean, they were so mad because he he really didn't win. But I, I don't know what ended up happening in that. But they had like a, for I think it was a chance to win. He had thirty seconds to make all those shots to win a car. Um, but it was a crazy promotion, and I guess they don't want to. <laughs> I guess they don't have an insurance policy big enough to to pull that off. 
younger music stations. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you. I think, and I'll tell you another. Um, I'll tell you another thing, guys, that comes to mind. That's something I was thinking about for us for Pirate Nation is uh, a community that's near and dear to my heart. It's a Latino community. I think we've got a. I think we've got a really big fan base. You want to talk about a community that loves sports? It's very passionate. It's very loyal, very dedicated in everything they do. I think the Latino community is uh, is at one. Uh, you when you think about football, you think about basketball, base. Look at baseball for a Latino community. Um, we have a real opportunity there. But when you come back there, I think that we need to uh, reach out to normal um, people. Normal instead of like going after the same people. I think there's a lot of people that we're not reaching right now. And it's an honest conversation we can have later. I know we're almost 41 minutes into an overtime, but I would love, I would love, I would love to have us to uh, do more with basketball. And I think it's a shame because we talk about we want to be a Power 5 program. And I really believe, guys, we are a Power 5 program if you look at all our sports. But bas- men's basketball, they just don't put the money in men's basketball that they need to put into you know, and I have no, as you guys know, how much I love our football program. And we have a former football player on the show. But let's put yeah. the money in basketball. Let's invest. Yes, we did the practice facilities. Fantastic. I love it. It's beautiful with the Hall of Fame right there. All that was a really nice touch. Um, but let's put the money in it that um, that we need to. And once we start winning again, another thing, too, guys, with the one of the reasons we haven't, one of the reasons why we have trouble scheduling the way we want to schedule is that we need to get our net up. I don't know what it is now, guys, if y'all can help me, if y'all know that off the top of your head or you, you've seen it. But our net was, uh, you know, it was real pitiful a few years ago. Um, I know it was up at one point. And then we, when we barely won against uh, the Southern Miss game, then it went down. Do you know it offhand, Bubba? Our net? I think it's in the mid 100s, 150, yeah. 160, something like that. Maybe, at, at the highest, uh, maybe 135 or 40, but I think it's more like 150 or 60. But um, So we need to get – okay, there is Frank Durham, 160th currently. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate that very much. I knew that it was um, – so it's not anything to write home about, but we've been way worse. Um, so – uh, Frank, the one way we're going to schedule better, brothers, we've got to get our net up. And that's it hurts the other teams when they play us. That's the that's one of the problems Dooley's facing. Dooley could schedule Kansas and a whole bunch of blue bloods. The problem is that we can't right now. We what we have to do is keep winning games, and then the teams will start to schedule us because so that's so. Um, but anyway, that's I don't want to get off on that tangent, but. I'm just really proud of this team. I think that we're – I think what we need to do is uh, keep supporting them, get your tickets uh, for these games coming up down the stretch. Let's see, he says, ECU is 15% African-American, so it basically qualifies a small HBCU. The county is 32%, and we need to target to see churches, youth leagues, do uh, things with the Black Alumni Association, the Divine Nine, et cetera. And get those folks involved, and maybe use it as a fundraiser for these groups. Give the tickets to to sell. Uh, give them the tickets to sell, and have them keep a portion of the organization. Absolutely, B pays. I'm telling you, the great thing about uh, basketball is we have a lot of inventory, so it's not like that we're selling out every single night. Um, we tonight's a perfect example uh, that we need to do more of that stuff, and that's how. You get the fans involved and interested. Um, maybe you have a local, like Bubble saying, basketball night where you have local, everybody there is a local team, whatever. But um, Mark Calloway is asking, is that a clock behind you, Matt? It is a clock behind me, and the battery is uh, is uh, not working, so it's stuck. I believe it's stuck on, uh, what, 7.30, Mark? So it's so, right uh, two times a day. It's right two go. times a day. There you go. That is a, that is a clock. Um, <laughs> I like Paige's, uh, Dave, uh, Dave, what's that, Bubba? 
Dave, I had an anonymous uh, anonymous viewer on, you know, chime in. This is a guy that, uh, you know, <clears throat> really knows the program well, but uh, he said run a pub crawl downtown um, prior to the Memphis game from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m., free T-shirts and tickets, and he said $2 beers and, and bust the students to the game. Oh, my God, yes, yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Sounds awesome. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to be. Cre that's creative stuff, and that's what we desperately need. And um, I think people would. The fact that that something like that's so, I hate to use the term it's overused, but it's so out of the box, so out of the ordinary, that people that would get people's attention. I really believe it. No doubt, no doubt. So, the, hey guys, one they, thing I wanted to point out. Uh, on, on kind of a, a different note, and Bubba, I I'm not sure if you were about to go into uh, statistics, but there was one guy that kind of jumped out tonight. Brandon Johnson played 38 minutes, uh, 14 points, 10 rebounds on six of nine shooting. And, you know, what I like about him is he brings some athleticism down low for us. You know, he, he's, he's, he's a quick leaper. He's, he's an athletic guy. He's got some, some bounce and um, 38 minutes. I mean, that's, you know, he played, he played some big minutes tonight. And uh, he was very efficient, 14 points, 10 rebounds. So um, we're going to need that kind of presence down low to, to, to go along with the perimeter shooting. We have to get something down low. And uh, I like what he was able to bring tonight. He's a guy that I think has a lot of potential. Yeah, he really does. And, you know, when Steve and I go hoist the colors, who uh, was obviously on hand for tonight's game, was reporting the players who were warming up. And I saw Brandon Johnson's name listed. Uh, definitely very relieved there. Hated that uh, Zoe Frank was unavailable. Um, also, obviously, Marlon Leston and Luigi DeBow, but especially, you know, Zoe Frank has been the biggest contributor mm. of those of those three uh, scholarship players who were unavailable. But, um, yeah, BJ had a heck of a night. You know, some of the team stats, both teams shot it pretty well. Uh, East Carolina finished 32 of 66, 48.5%. Tulane, 28 out of 60, 46.7. Three-pointers. Um, both teams came in uh, averaging about eight made threes. Per yeah, we're having some technical difficulties there with, uh, with the bubble. I'm sure we'll get him back. You got me now? We got you. Yeah, we got you now. You're All back. Right. So, both of these teams are ranked in the top 60 nationally in three-point field goal percentage. Tonight, uh, not as good as they typically shoot, but um, nine out of 26 for Tulane, just got 35%. And then East Carolina um, really uh, struggled for a lot of the night, especially uh, outside of um, Vance Jackson and Tristan Newton, but Tristan – Got hot down the stretch, and the Pirates finished 9 out of 27, a little over 33%. And then um, both teams shot it very well from the free throw line, 15 out of 18 for Tulane, 83%. 15 out of 19 for East Carolina, 79%. Pirates out-rebounded the green, green Wave, 35 to 32. 25 assists for the Pirates, 16 for Tulane. And then um, East Carolina finished with 13 turnovers. The Green Wave had... 16. The Pirates' largest lead was 15 there with just over four. Yeah, the 15-point lead, as Bubba was talking about, and I'll tell you what, that's a, it's a big win tonight for this program. Uh, really, I'm, I'm so excited about Joe Dooley. I know that you love him because he's a Jersey guy, Matt. Uh, oh, yeah. Got to represent the Jersey guys, no doubt. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but Jersey guys coming down uh, to North Carolina, and we, we have no problem with that. There's a great pipeline. And uh, Dooley, it's funny, Dooley is a George Washington grad, but Dooley loves ECU so much. It, you, you, Oh, that's right. He's not an ECU grad, but I love the, the passion that he has for Greenville and for East Carolina. And he's one of those guys, he's a really good guy. I tell you, not only is he a good guy, you know what I like about him? He's a straight shooter. He doesn't give you the the coach speak like so many coaches do, and um, we're not going to pick on um, different ones. But across the board, no matter what the sport, there's so much coach speak out there. Dooley will tell you the truth. He'll, he'll give you 
Um, sometimes you may not want to hear it, um, but he'll give you the truth. And I, I love that about him. And I know that we're going to have a, a good year. Let's pray that we won't have the, the COVID pause again or that long stretch again. Uh, and Frank is asking about the, we don't know, <clears throat> are the games against USF and Wichita State going to be rescheduled? They're going to try to reschedule them. But I, they haven't. I haven't seen any dates, right, Bubba? Like we were talking earlier no, nothing, in the show. Nothing's been rescheduled as yet. Uh, you know, Ryan Robinson said in an interview on Pirate Radio on the Brian Bailey show that um, that was being worked on. I think by JJ McClam and the administration. Um, obviously, a lot of moving parts, and they're trying to see if dates will align and. Hopefully they'll find a way to get them made up. I do know that the women's game that was postponed against SMU, uh, Johnny Gardner told me earlier this afternoon that that game will, in fact, be made up uh, here in the next uh, week or so, I think maybe the 12th. But, uh, um, you know, some of the individual numbers, okay. and you know, due, due to being a little shorthanded tonight, uh, not having DeBoe and Frank and then Leston to eat up some minutes, and granted, they're worth 45 minutes as opposed to 40. But you had uh, Brandon Johnson playing 38 minutes, Vance Jackson 41, Suggs 43, and Newton 40. And so four four of our um, eight guys who played, you know, logged at least uh, 38 minutes. And then Brandon Johnson had that double-double that Matt referenced, 14 and 10. Vance Jackson finished with 11 and 6. Brandon Suggs had a double-double as well, um, which may be surprising to some. But Brandon, even though he didn't shoot it well um, from the floor, he knocked down six out of six from the line, finished with that double-double, 12 points, 11 assists, and six rebounds for the Georgian native. And then you had J.J. Miles, had a good first half. He Yeah, J.J. Yeah, he cut out again. Uh, quick point about JJ. I'll tell you one thing. JJ is one of those guys, man, oh man, he is so streaky. And that four how about that four point play, guys? I mean, that was that, that's something but all of a sudden he I'm glad uh, he said JJ Miles. I was gonna say earlier in the show and getting old where I easily forget. Um my memory's great, but it's short. But um, you know with the the very fact that we have a, a guy like him, he is a sharpshooter. And man, I tell you what, if he could have some more consistency, he could be putting up 30 points. It's just amazing how in a very short period of time you'll see JJ Miles put up like eight points like like that. And I just wish he's one of those guys that we're gonna need, we desperately need him to be one of those, you know, we're talking about the droughts. He's mm -hmm. one of those guys I look to, I don't know about you, Matt, but he's one of those guys I'm like, uh, I'm not mad at him like mad but it's not that he's not a good player it's just like dude come on we need you we need you what is going on and i don't that's well, he's one that i get frustrated because i'm going that he's got ice in his veins and all of a sudden or maybe not <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a great point and, and tonight you know he had a really good sequence there in the first half where he had to he got out on a fast break and he had to hammer dunk which which was very um, impressive but, dunk i mean that was a great dunk and then he comes right back i think it might have been the next trip with the four point play. So a quick yeah. six points there. Um, and he's the type of guy when he gets hot, I would let him go. I would yes. let him go. Green I would light. feed him the ball. I'd give him a little green light, you know, maybe a heat check or two uh, and just keep him going. Because like you said, he's so streaky. And, um, you know, tonight he was, he was efficient four for eight field goals in 24 minutes, 10 points. Um, so that's that's a great contribution there, but yeah, I mean he is when he gets the hot hand, you got to let him shoot because um, you know it's we need that we need the extra um, that yeah. extra element to our game, the extra dimension of the you know the added scoring uh, is is like you said to sort of break those droughts. So, Bob, yeah, are you back? I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now. All right, so Frank Durham chimed in. He said J.J. Miles looked like Derek Wiley on that dunk. And uh, anybody that remembers Derek Wiley's infamous dunk against number nine Marquette on the alley from Belton Rivers um, will certainly get the reference here. I know B-Pays will. And 
that was the infamous dunk back in December of 2002. <laughs> what is that, Bubba? Uh, yeah, for our for our um, traditional podcast platform listeners, um, we're referencing the infamous teabag dunk that Dwayne, Dwayne Wade oh, was, oh, yeah, Dwayne, yeah. Dwayne Wade was victim of against yeah. Derek, Derek Wiley. I'm sorry. I, I remember that dunk. I just didn't make the connect. I didn't connect in time. So I'm like, what the heck is on the screen? Oh, I need to go to. I need to go to bed. It's, it's one thing um, to get dunked on. It's another thing to get the old tea bag. So nobody wants that. No, no, they don't. Uh, not at all. Even though uh, Dwayne Wade is a heck of a player, but that's the very fact of uh, how great are they? He loves the tea bag. He loves the tea bag. Frank says on the screen uh, from uh, one of our YouTube uh, viewers. By the <laughs> by the way, thank you to all our fa- like our Facebook page. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, you can follow us on Twitter too. By the way, and that's at the Sports OBJ. Um, one of the things. Speaking of hot, by the way, gentlemen, what if, what in the world is going on? Not that I'm complaining. The Pirates Cove is where Pirate Nation talks. ECU Athletics on Facebook is presented by. A sports objective and people are going crazy about it i'm so excited uh guys uh, we have a lot of great uh, content we'll be putting up there i'm sure um a lot of great discussions up there and uh certainly about uh we had one about the uh we're gonna need some some games coming up for football in 2024 and 2025 so we, we had that up there i know guys and we'll have uh, more things to I'm sure Matt will write a a great essay about pirate football. I'm sure that'll be coming up. I'm putting him on the spot here. But, um, you're, you've got the speaking of green light. You have a, you have a green light anytime you want to write on the Pirates Cove, Matt Semenza. Thanks, brother. That's a dangerous thing. That is a dangerous thing. But uh, I am going to end game. Some, what's that? Especially if it's end game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I am going to post something uh, either tonight or tomorrow morning on, on the uh, the final uh, bowl records for uh, individual conferences. Um, I think the American had a good showing. So not to get off topic here, but I am going to post some information on that either tomorrow, tonight or tomorrow morning. There you go. And Bubba, I know we have a tremendous show. Uh, oh, you're going to do the fundraiser. Let's talk about that. Uh, we have the Sports Objective Strikeout ALS Fundraiser. And help us are we have a goal of twenty three hundred dollars in honor of none other than Keith LeClaire. And we are huge fans of Coach and uh of course of him and Nelson Cooper. Uh, but twenty three hundred, we know that we can shatter that goal. We did that on purpose because the obviously twenty-three honor coach, but man, I'm telling you, let's let's beat that number. All the money, and notice I said every single penny is going to the ALS North Carolina chapter for the ALS Association and honor coach, uh, both uh, yeah. Keith LeClaire and Nelson Cooper. And I tell you what, we've got to do it. We've got to raise a lot of money. ALS is, uh, is a terrible disease. And, of course, we want you to uh, do that. And, Bubba, we have a GoFundMe page, right, to raise the money? Yeah, and we, we have that pinned on our Twitter account at the Sports OBJ and um, we'll also, it's already on our Facebook page. It will yeah. be pinned. It, it, it is not as of yet if you're watching this live, but uh, if you're listening to this or watching this archived, then it will be pinned on our Facebook page as well. Um, we just launched that about seven hours ago, and we've already raised a couple hundred dollars and have, have four donors. Um, so appreciate those folks stepping up and um, definitely, you know, if you can give, great. If not, we totally understand. But, um, you know, give as you feel led to, and uh, let's do everything we can to uh, help strike out ALS um, because too many people are uh, losing their lives and um, too many families are losing their loved ones and, and uh, you know, close friends and so forth because of this horrible disease. Good question. And, uh, Bubba, that was your brainchild. I'll give you all the credit, my friend. I appreciate that very much because it's something that's near and dear to my heart. And once again, thank you for going beyond the call of duty there to uh, do that. And uh, I know we can easily raise $5,000, $10,000 easily with all the people that are watching and listening. And uh, we try to do our part to help out. And I know that uh, Audrey LeClaire, uh, she wanted to be a doctor because of her, her dad's condition. 
and we're really proud of her. And that's her mission in life is to find a cure for ALS. And I'm sure we'll have her on back during with the uh, LeClaire Classic coming up uh, in baseball season. That won't be too much. Uh, I don't, baseball season is just around the corner in a little over a month, guys. Man, hard to believe. Uh, no doubt about it. But anyway, uh, we still have basketball season and Bubba. Uh, I know we have, before we go, we're at an hour now, like double the time. You're getting, hey, guys, you're getting overtime for Pirate Basketball overtime uh, tonight. But Bubba, I know that we have a great show tomorrow night. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah, we do. Um, before I mention who those guests are, one more comment that I threw up a moment okay. ago, but um, I wanted to mention this. Frank Durham, he said that D Wade said it was lifting tea um, on that tea bag. So, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well done, Frank. But uh, tomorrow night's show, it will be uh, Rene and Golia from ESPN, and then also former East Carolina defensive coordinator David Blackwell. Uh, who was most recently the D.C. down at La Tech with Skip Holtz. So we'll talk to those two gentlemen uh, about the Georgia-Alabama game and a whole lot more, uh, a variety of college football topics. And then next week, uh, next Thursday, uh, we will have the voice, Jeff Charles, on the program. Uh, that will be um, the day after the Pirates play at Cincinnati. So you, you have at Temple on Saturday, at Cincinnati, and we'll have overtime for each one of those games. And then we'll also have a show with Jeff Charles next Thursday um, to talk pirate basketball and a whole lot more. Very excited about that. I'm a huge fan of The Voice. Uh, he came uh, to Greenville, I believe, in 1988, 32nd season, I believe. It's been uh, a great ride for him. I'm a huge fan. Jeff is not only good pers uh, professionally, but I've got to know him over the years personally, and what a great guy. We're, we are so blessed, guys, to not only have him, um, but is the voice, but what he's meant to the program, and not to end his career, because I hope that we have him many more years. But I will say this. I believe personally, and I don't know that um, Bubba helped me out of the rules that Matt Semenza can help me, but I'm hoping one day that we will see Jeff Charles in the Hall of Fame for ECU. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame um, even now. Um, but whenever he hangs up with the headphones for the last time, if it's several years down the line, I hope that he'll be put in, in the Hall of Fame as something that I want really, really bad. And um, and one more thing, speaking of that, um, a sidebar for Jeff real quick is I want to see that that he's in the, in the uh, North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. I really believe he should be in the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. And um, I, I, full disclosure, I've, I've, uh, I mentioned that to the folks that run it. You know, they have to. There's a nominating process, but I want that to happen because Jeff deserves it. And anybody that's put over 30 years into something in the state of North Carolina for sports, all the games he's called. Um, but anyway, I don't want to ramble on too much about that. But it means he means that much to me. And um, after all that he's been through personally with, with his battle for cancer. There's a lot of great angles there that I could spend a whole show on, and we'll talk next week with him. Um, but uh, something I want to see is not only the ECU Hall of Fame, but the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, Jeff needs to be in both. Well said, Dave. I totally No doubt about it. And uh, very quickly, guys, one more comment I wanted to get to before we get out of here. Uh, a tweet okay. By Cliff Godwin, he's a great win, ECU basketball, gutsy, tough performance with a limited group, great job, players and coaches. You want to talk about a great pirate and uh, somebody that um, I believe would make a great athletic director for ECU after his baseball career, Cliff Godwin. That guy knows, like, track stars. He knows, like, that. Um, absolutely. All right. Well, anybody uh, – Anybody else have a comment uh, before we go? Uh, if not, uh, appreciate you very much. We're looking forward to uh, another great uh, look at that. Richard Allsburg, our buddy. Yes, Jeff Charles, paint it purple. Absolute brother. We, we're going to paint uh, North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame purple when we get him in there finally. All right. Uh, appreciate that. A Pirates big victory again tonight, 88 to 80, as they win in overtime against Tulane at home, as they stay perfect at home. At Williams Arena at Menjis Coliseum, nine and zero and ten and three on the year. 
for my good buddy Matt Semenza up in the great state of Connecticut, Bubba Rosenbaum in the great state of North Carolina. I'm Dave Richmond. You've been watching and listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime right here on the Sports Objective. Good night, everybody, and go Pirates.